and welcome back to the Hooligans Pitch. As always, it's Chad. Hey, Michael. <laughs> and we're back for episode 32. 32. 32 yeah. whole episodes of this. Young 30s. This is where we thrive, right here. You know, we're approaching the, the late stage of our career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking for a move to uh, MLS side here that's soon. Right, that's right. Uh <laughs> Speaking of MLS, you know, we were, we've been watching a lot of Ted Lasso and watching a lot of Zlatan uh, mm-hmm. clips. And it's so funny when he came to the MLS and he's like, Who, who's the best player in the league? And they're like, oh, Carlos Vea. He's like, how old is he? They're like 29. He goes, me? He's like, if I would have came here in my prime, like I would have destroyed everyone. I was like, dang, he's so right. It's just crazy how right he was. And uh, so, yeah, Zlatan has been, he's in a, been in our history quite a bit lately. I mean, he, he, that guy, like, he... He talks, but he backs it up. Oh, so, so it's hard. just like you can't get mad at what he says. No, no. <laughs> you just gotta love him for it. So yeah, that's been it's been kind of a fun uh, a rewatch just of his whole career. But that's a whole that's a whole another thing. Chad, I'm feeling spicy today. Spicy, spicy. all day long. Oh. I've been feeling spicy. So Ooh, okay. Um, what, what you drinking? Mean? What, what well, you I, don't know. I mean, we just we'll, we'll talk about it. Um. Well, I found a new, I guess, uh, Voodoo Ranger variant that I had not seen before. What you got? Uh, it's the Voodoo Vice. So oh. the light makes it a little crazy. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, I think it's a, like, extra, like, citrusy flavored one. I don't know. I haven't tried it yet, so. All right. Uh, well, we're sticking with the theme, Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Look, we are uh, shout out working out here for, for New Belgium. <laughs> we'll be here all day. Find us anytime. <laughs> I'm going straight out of the can today, though. No glass. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Um, Chad, question for you. Sure. Would you rather watch a Chelsea match or Dr. Pimple Popper? I would take the Chelsea match. Oh, you still would. You still would. I'm, I'm not a. I just I find no satisfaction in the in the pimple popping. Um, That's... And at least Chelsea, I can I can laugh at them. So. Yeah, I mean it's essentially the same thing. <laughs> if we really want to get down to the nitty gritty, it is the same thing. Um, yeah. On another side note, I I have some confessions to make. Um. <laughs> I've I've come to the realization that Crystal Palace will not be getting relegated. Um, I was right. <laughs> I'll own it. I was very wrong. Their three-game win streak has proved to me that they are more than a bottom-shelf team. The crazy thing is, is they're only a couple points down from Chelsea. So, do you think they'll pass them? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> we um, can agree on that Crystal Palace point. I, I, without looking at their uh, schedule, but I just want to see who they got coming up. But I'm, I'm still confident in that. Yes, uh, they're only three oh, they points got, back. Yeah, they got Everton next, then Wolves, then West Ham, then Spurs, then Bournemouth, then Fulham, and Forest. So this is Palace. Playing, yeah, that's Palace. They're they're playing all their their neighbors here in the table. So and. You know, looking at recent form of all the rest of them, Palace is definitely in in better form. So, what a what a change of events! I think yeah, I think Chelsea's gonna keep falling here. 
Well, Chelsea, I think, has a rough schedule coming up too. Well, the oh, reports the reports for Chelsea today was their owner came in at half. At, it didn't, was it at halftime or the or, or uh, uh, I believe it was whistle? at full time. Full time. Yeah. Um, you know, came in, gave a rallying speech, put a believe sign on top of their <laughs> locker, and you know, everyone slapped it, and everyone's like, "Woo! All right, coach, ready to go." Yeah, um, yeah. Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think they'll get like maybe a, a little bit of movement, or do you think it's just it's just downward? I, I really don't think so. I mean, you like we talked about it already, but just it doesn't make sense to to fire Lampard or the well, sorry, slip, but <laughs> fire Potter <laughs> just to bring Lampard back in. Like, it, it, I get the Potter thing wasn't really working out, but Lampard was never the solution. Um, no, and I would think from the players' perspective. You know, uh, they probably felt and and knew the Potter thing was coming to an end. So there's probably that little bit of excitement about like, okay, someone new coming in, some new ideas, and then you find out it's Frank Lampard coming back, who you know didn't do great the first run around at Chelsea, <laughs> almost got Everton relegated, like hasn't really done anything impressive in his his managerial career. Um, to, to see out the, the rest of the season, like, I don't know. I still think they either you keep Potter or if you, you're sacking him, you should have had someone lined up. Like, you're still in the Champions League. You know, it was it was Real Madrid. It was always going to be a tough, a tough challenge, but you've basically thrown that away. Which, pause, <laughs> you saw what Lampard said about Real Madrid, right? It's like, well, they're, they're pretty good. It's like, bro. <laughs> they're pretty good, pretty good. And I get he's trying to do the whole, like, uh, you know, Chelsea players show up and like prove your haters wrong, sort of thing. But like, you know, it... <laughs> who who do you think in the Chelsea dressing room saw that Lampard's coming on board? And they're like, oh yeah, we got we got Lampard coming in. Do you think anyone? Uh, Connor Gallagher, um, maybe he's going like, oh yeah, Kovacic. If, he's like, if, if anyone, like maybe Mason Mount, because Mount I'm play again. was like never dropped under <laughs> Lampard. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. That's just, that club is, is in a weird downfall of just spending money and, and not getting anything in return. <laughs> yeah, and their 2-1 disastrous loss to a dominant Brighton just Oof. showed even further why we don't have any Chelsea believers. Um yeah. All, all the numbers that we saw from that game have were pretty incredible. Um, mm-hmm. just, I'm going back in my notes here to to give our exact numbers, but it, it was just insane. And the, even the goal they got from Gallagher was nothing special. Um, yeah, kind of a weird harsh deflection. Yeah, really, really rough deflection. Um, I don't know, man. That that squad, I just don't see anything good coming out of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brighton's been been in great form, looking pretty good. Um, you know, Chelsea at home, you, you should be able to mount some kind of pressure and, and, and competition. <laughs> um, but they didn't like, like yeah. Brighton was all over them. Like, like it, it looked like every time Matoma had the ball, but Chelsea backline was scared. <laughs> Like, it just—it was incredible to, to watch this team at home 
give up what twenty six shots? Like yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh, here it is. Yeah, I, I got it here. So Brighton had fifty eight percent possession, twenty six shots, ten shots on target, eight corners, and then even with fouls with eleven. Um, it's the most shots Chelsea has ever faced uh, at home. Um, so Brighton was just piling it on. And we saw Sanchez back in goal for them. So kind of yeah. interesting there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where the, where this Chelsea team goes for the rest of the season. It's, you know, their, their schedule now. Um, I mean, they got second leg against Madrid tomorrow. Could be the, the turnaround. Who knows? Um, they have a rescheduled match uh, against United. They go. Uh, they got Brentford. They got Arsenal, uh, Bournemouth, Forest, City, Newcastle, Brighton again, Newcastle again, Fulham. I see maybe Still. one win in the schedule. Uh, oh wait, those bottom, those last three. I, I was kidding. They got like the um, preseason schedule on there for some reason. So, Newcastle, uh, Castle City, and Forest is their last three. Correct. Yeah. So unless they go further in Champions League, but. I, Still I, a chance. Uh, uh, there's a chance, <laughs> but I, I'm not putting any money on that. No way. No, I wouldn't either. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Brentford's been in a little bit of a downturn. So Yeah, I want to talk could... I want to talk about them and yeah. how poorly their defense really was. But um, mm-hmm. that that's a win that I could see them maybe getting away with. Um, Bournemouth, I, you just don't know with them anymore. You just don't. <laughs> Bournemouth, I feel like Bournemouth can can get something from yeah. that. I Don't count them like, out. Yeah, Forest is kind of the same thing. Like, especially because you're getting to the end of the season. So again, like like you have said, Forest can't go down. They've spent too much money. <laughs> They're gonna be throwing you know everything, everything but the kitchen sink out there and and trying to get a win at least or a draw at the very least. You know, but I don't know. Tough days ahead for for Chelsea fans. Which is just uh, wild that they spent the most money ever spent in a league, in a season in a what couple yeah, of years and this is where they're at. Mind boggling. I mean, it like from a purely neutral perspective, I think it'll be um, maybe not exciting, but at least interesting to see where they decide to go. Like uh, who they get as manager, if they're going to stick to this long term project where everyone's getting eight year deals. Still won't know if that'll, you know, that if that's really the the way these contracts should be going, or uh, if they're going to now be stuck with like if Mudrick just never performs, but he's like, I can make a hundred grand, you know, for eight years. Like I, I I'm solid. I, I I'll ride the bench. Like that's and that's the risk you take, I guess. But I don't know. We'll, I mean, we'll see. I, I feel like the loan players out if that's going to be the if they're not going to play these guys they'll at least loan them out for a much cheaper price and just kind of bite the bullet on those on those paychecks because that's what i mean i don't know it's very bizarre the way <laughs> things are going for them they want to be long term but they're not acting like they want to be long term yeah it, it, it's very like i don't know which way they're going like you know snip snap snip snap <laughs> um so yeah that's that's our Chelsea bit for the day, but I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I think I'd rather watch Dr. Pimple Popper. There, I'm just it's not. I get it's not your thing, but like Chelsea, thing. Chelsea's kind of grosser at this point. Like, what is there to watch from Chelsea that's been like 
pleasurable I, nothing for me um but yes you get some laughs out of it but i'm not looking for laughs i'm looking for entertainment and they don't provide it um That's now fair. the opponent that they're playing they provide the entertainment for me so anyone chelsea's yeah. playing I'm for sure paying attention to. So, yeah, yeah that's that's kind of where we're at there. But anyway, I just wanted to get that one out of the way. Um, want to talk about Liverpool? You want to talk about Arsenal? Uh, we can do Liverpool since fresh. Relevant? All right. Mm-hmm. 6-1. Who doesn't love a 6-1 scored line? Uh, Leeds fans don't love it. Yeah. You know, we went on our walk around the block, and I was talking to Kristen about the game, and I would have felt really, really pumped about this 6-1 victory if that Trent Alexander-Arnold handball would have happened at, say, goal 4, 5, or 6. <laughs> it being the first one and then everything kind of unraveling just doesn't sit right with me because of how Fair. awful of a call that was. I was I was sitting in my office watching. I was like, oh, hey, I, de- I just stopped watching because I was like, I'm going to let mm. VAR take over and, and you know, delete the goal. And then when they started celebrating more, I was like, did I miss a goal? I was like, oh, no, it's the same one. <laughs> and then I saw it again. And Chad, you, yeah, can, he went, you can do this and it's allowed. Chicken wing. <laughs> well, you, you can do this and it's allowed. But if you do this, <laughs> it's here. <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, shout out to Matoma because I that was the first I went I, the first thing I did after I saw this I went and rewatched his mm, yeah. taking back goal because I was like, okay, how what is the difference between those two? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what type of answer they can give the, us at this point. I mean, yeah, I guess your only difference is that you know Matoma's kind of led directly to the goal. Even though, like this one, still led to the goal. It was like just two more passes. Step in there, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that the, the handball thing. You know, it has been a, a big gray area question mark all season, and this one I thought was was pretty clear. Like in all the comments I've seen from people, it was like, yeah, this is a handball. Uh, what? <laughs> but not today, you know. You know what they said, Chad? Chad, what is this? <laughs> Elbow. That's not my hand. Yeah, no handball. That's what they said. That's what they said. But for Matoma, they said this. It's connected mm. to the hand. It's it's still yeah, there. The hand is much. there somewhere. So, yeah. um, I think Leeds fans are just ultimately defeated at this point because even Zach yeah. in their Discord was just like, I, "Hey, man, it like this is Leeds life." I'm just like, that sucks. I mean, yeah, like I don't know. I don't know that Leeds was ever going to get something from this game. Um, no, it's just, the, it, for me, it was the way it started for Liverpool to put on six goals. That is not the way I want a six-goal rally to start. That's my yeah. argument. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it seemed like, you know, once that first goal went in, um, I mean, Leeds is obviously fighting to stay up, so they kind of had to then push a little bit more right. forward and, you know, open up the back a little bit, so... Um, I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely swings the the momentum and the change the game plan for Leeds and all that. So rough, rough to start with a a goal that probably shouldn't have stood, but uh, that's just that's the the way VAR <laughs> goes these days. You get some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but this is also like 
this is classic Liverpool. Everyone's healthy. Look at all the forwards we have. Mm. When when Klopp was like, all right, time to bring in the gang. <laughs> and I was like, this is a starting lineup he's bringing in. It's just incredible how when everyone's back, how yeah. many goal scorers we have in this team. What, he made the sub and it was uh, Diaz... Uh, Nunez and Firmino and yeah. Milner. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, like, refresh the whole line. And then, like, two minutes later, Tiago's on the sideline to come in. And I was like, I forgot that he's not even out there right now. <laughs> so, yeah. am I surprised that Jota's back scoring two goals and an assist? No. Am I surprised that he's pulling people off of Mo so that Mo can score these two goals? No. It's like... I don't know. Everything just falls into place when you have your squad. And this was like, yeah, it, this just really showed how much we've missed those guys, especially Jota. I mean, Jota has been a beast ever since he's come over from, from the wolves. Um, what roughly two years ago, he's just had really rough injuries. I mean, he was injured pre world cup. It was like right before the world cup was starting. He got hurt. Uh, Diaz, same thing kind of right before the cup started. And those guys were, killing it for us like when they were yeah. you know people wanted them on their fantasy teams and stuff and then sure yeah yeah it just kind of threw off the whole rotation so i'm 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 happy with the 6-1 it didn't feel as great as other you know huge victories just because yeah. of the way it started but the way we just kept piling on goals just showed like okay like we still know how to do it yeah and i mean okay so maybe call it a, a 5-1 you know, victory if you take that that one away, but it's still just Leeds just kind of collapsed. Like <laughs> I get they're they're pushing to get something, but I don't know. They they just had their worst home loss or tied their worst home loss last week, and then now this week against Liverpool is their new worst home loss. And it's like that's that's a rough two weeks, <laughs> especially when you're you're fighting to to survive. <laughs> You can't be throwing up those those big losses like that. <laughs> this makes you question why they got rid of Marsh. You know, it's like why not just ride the season out with him? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's it, it's just hard. I think when you are kind of in that relegation fight, which like a little bit unfairly this season has been like just the bottom half of the table is in the relegation fight. So when the manager gets into a little bit of a rough patch, you know, the, uh, the scrutiny and everything is like hyper focused now. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. You may be in like 14th, but you're really only three points out of the relegation zone. So it's uh, probably, probably a little too soon on Marsh, I think, but you know, if, if, uh, if anything, it, it maybe looks, has Marsh's time look a little bit better there, right? Like they, they, Got the new dude. He got a couple wins in there at the beginning, but now it's kind of more of the same. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's okay. But I do have a question for you. All right, hit me. Um, Is Trent in the midfield your answer to not getting Jude? Hmm. <laughs> or at least a, a part of the equation. He to... did. Lo- he did look good there. But, like... He kind of, when the back line is on it, he kind of strays that way anyway. And I do understand, like, if the, if Jude is in that position, okay, then that Trent does have to then kind of go further back. Um, uh-huh. What was your question again? Say the question again. Is he the answer to it? Um, 
maybe, maybe not answer, but like, if we don't if get Jude, the, is if all the talk of yeah Jude Bellingham deal is is not happening for Liverpool, um, is Trent a viable option in the midfield? And then you just you know spend some funds on a, a new right back. Yes, I his passing is crazy. We've always known that. We've always known his passing is crazy, and we know his defending is uh, subpar. So why not transition this guy, i.e. Philip Lahm, what he did for Bayern in Germany, kind of the same idea. Philip Lahm wasn't a great defender. He played on the right wing when you know yeah. when they needed to push up, and he had great um, great defenders in Boateng and Hummels to back him up. Um, this is the exact same thing. I don't see why we couldn't have him slotted next to uh like Fabinho you know have yeah. him be way more defensive while Trent can kind of be that roamer uh kind of like mm -hmm. Zinchenko or or uh Cancelo before he left Man City it's the same idea yeah. um I mean the ball he had to Nunez too for that final goal just lofted over the top like let's just do that every time now granted Leeds defense was in shambles at that yeah. point and didn't care for but defending He's at least got that vision to see. Oh that yeah, you know for and sure. That pass. And he, <laughs> he he could be world class at it. Like he kind of, I mean, he already is world class at like, passing. And I, you know, when he gets down to um, kind of the goal line on the right side of the pitch, and you know, when he did take on Shinchenko, like let's do more of that. Why not? Mm -hmm. The problem is if the team gets the the opposition gets the ball and starts to counter hard on the wing that he was just defending, like. That's where our, that, that yeah. yeah huge hole. So of course, like we need to find a replacement for that area. We don't really have a a solid right back option at this moment. James um, Milner. Yeah, no, <laughs> like dude, <laughs> that guy might break the record for most games played, which is just insane. <laughs> but um, yeah, Milner would not be my first choice. Uh, <laughs> I'm cool with him coming in at the 80th. Still, it, it still yeah, it still yeah, somehow yeah. works out. But yeah, they would need to find someone. Oh man, someone who can just take over that right side and and allow him to do it. It's kind of like it reminds mm -hmm. me of Chelsea's left side with uh, Cucurella mm -hmm. and uh, Chilwell. Like yeah. neither of those guys are great defenders, though. At least in my opinion. So I don't think I don't think Liverpool should do something like that, putting like two maybe more offensive minded uh, wingers or wing backs back there, but. Man, I don't know. I'm like trying. I'm like burning through my memory right now, and who could maybe work back there? Um, yeah, maybe Maddie yeah. Cash. Maddie Cash would be interesting. Okay, um, Castangi from from Leicester actually would be kind of mm -hmm. nice. I mean, if they're going down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's a good thought. If Jude doesn't work out, though, I really would love us to go for Madison and for Mount and for guys that mm -hmm. you know say Jude costs 120 million. Let's get some forty to fifty. Let's get three of those guys to replace oh, yeah, the sure. one. I, I mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Do I want Jude? Yeah, Jude's super young, super good. Um, I, he could be the best, you know, player in the league for yeah. his position. So, but I mean, really, he's not out of the question yet. Like the rumors have been all over the place of like Liverpool's out, but then Jude is thinking about staying another year and like. That makes me think that clearly he doesn't feel like he needs to or is ready to move. Um, or, you know, if Liverpool pulled out and his suitors right now are, are City, I don't know, United, just clubs that have money to throw at him, um, don't interest him, then, like, 
I don't know. I'm not saying he's waiting for Liverpool, but you know, it, it's if he stays another year, like it's a year less on his contract. He'll be a little bit cheaper, probably. You know, it, it kind of comes into into um, like reaching distance now, maybe. And um, I don't know, but like Trent in midfields today was like one of the few matches where I saw him like really engaged and 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 really he wanted the ball a lot and and kind of wanted to influence the game more. Mm-hmm. Um, which is you know probably related to just being more in the midfield than than on the wing, but. Um, something to think about, I think, for for Klopp and and his staff of, you know, maybe yeah, Trent has been a solid right back for us for years, but his real skill set might lend a little bit nicer to this, yeah, kind of box to box midfielder sort of deal, um, you know, and then then you can play the the inverted wing back kind of role if you need to, where he can cover the right side and, um. You know, still still affect the play with his crossing because his crossing is still great. Um, but also, I think he's he's got the clearly the vision and the passing ability. But I think probably the uh, the dribbling ability and like the drive to to go through the middle of the field too, and um, at least pull the defenders to him a little bit more. And again, you're now getting Salah open more, and um, you know Gakpo and Nunez mm-hmm. will will then get a little more space as well. So. I don't know. I'll be interested to see where they go with that. It, it takes time to figure out players and you know where mm-hmm. they actually belong. And I think just because of Liverpool's success over the last five years and where he was, uh, I don't know. I think maybe felt like he was cemented to that position. And the, yeah. d- the dude's twenty four, and Liverpool's yeah. been on a solid five to six year run. So he started <laughs> this when he was nineteen, and like you know, look at. Uh, look at Gareth Bale, for example, where he started. Oh, he was man. playing left back and then yeah. left mid and then left winger and then right winger. And all of a sudden, like his best position, honestly, was kind of like right winger, left winger. Like you could probably go between the mm-hmm. two. And that didn't happen, on, honestly, until kind of later in his in his career. Yeah. Um, so if they can figure out this when he's 24, like not even before his, what, quote unquote prime, like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Like now's the time to experiment, especially in this last bit of the season. Um, mm-hmm. just to see what, what might work for next summer, uh, in terms of what we need to bring in, because if this is like now going to be the thing and say these next couple games, we start scoring three, four, five goals a game. We're like, this is the answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Save that 120 million. Let's get a decent right back. Let's get mm-hmm. maybe, um, uh, Maybe just one or two more midfielders. Yeah. Sh- shed the weight we have with Mello and and uh, you know. I can't believe he's there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the stat on him is he's made five hundred thousand pounds a second, a minute, a minute for how much time he's played this season. Uh, it's it's baffling. So I don't know. I hope Klopp does the right thing this summer. But yeah, that was a good Liverpool bit. Thanks for that question. That was a good question. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly wasn't really thinking about it too much, and then the commentators in the game were like, Trent's looking pretty good in the midfield. Like, is this maybe his future? And I was like, that is a good thought. You know, it, it, I don't know. We'll see where it goes, but um, yeah, you know, could be the answer. Who knows? I mean, when he doesn't have the ball, <laughs> he's running towards his own goal. It's kind of scary. So 
if the ball's at his feet and he's going towards uh, the goal he wants to score on, it, it does look much better. So yeah, um, yeah, let's 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 roll with that. Um, all right, Chad, let's talk let's talk Arsenal. Let's like let's get into it. Shift the playing field. Um, so odds have shifted quite a bit in the last day with Man City winning. Um, pretty favorably over Leicester. And then, of course, Arsenal hitting their little bump in the road over West Ham. The odds right now are Man City winning the league 64% versus Arsenal. Yeah, it's all noise, right? It's all noise. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not at the top of the table, and that's what matters to me. However, the the Liverpool bump, fair. Like, that happens. It's Anfield, Mm -hmm. it's Liverpool. The West Ham bump... That one was concerning because of how much the defense just kind of like forgot, especially near the end of the game, of who they were supposed to defend. And, you know, credit to them scoring two early goals. But then they, the the gas just left. Yeah. It, you know, they, they wanted to just chill. And I was like, that's not, you know, for me, it's like when you let up and let other teams just like kind of control the game a little bit, I hate it. Mm-hmm. 2-0 leads most dangerous. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, as I was watching it, you know, it, uh, it kind of was having the same thoughts that, that Arteta came out and said, is that, like, you need to be ruthless in these games. You need to kill off these games before you even think about taking your foot off the gas. Like, you're 2-0 up, you know, 15 minutes in, which I guess maybe maybe shook Arsenal a little bit of, like, this is way too easy, like, Let's just cruise. Um, Why didn't he just run it down their throats? Like that's what that's what I'm saying. Is like <laughs> you gotta just you got two pretty easy to get goals in oh. in the first 15 minutes. Like you might as well just keep going. You know, uh, if if not just for the the insured win, that goal differential is is still a potential yeah, component little- that can come into play here. So. You know, you you almost should be telling the whole squad to like we gotta score as many goals as we can just to pad these numbers, you know. Um, but yeah, like you said, is is like after pretty much after the first thirty minutes, uh, you could see just like energy levels were just like just dropped. Um, you know, crispness of of, of touches and passes just kind of flattened out. Um, some definite like concentration. Uh, lapses in there. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. It's the Liverpool draw makes sense because you're away at Anfield's. Um, you know, Arsenal hadn't won there in, in quite a few years. There's a lot of that kind of external factor going on. I, I think Leeds was the only team to get a win at Anfield since like 2017 or something. So like Anfield <laughs> is, is is a fortress, right? Like. It was always going to be a tough game. Um, so a draw there felt like both points dropped in a point gained, you know? It, yeah. it was just kind of that in-between. But, like, this one's definitely points dropped. Um, you know, yeah, that said, like, a lot of the, the reactions are doom and gloom. And, yeah, the, the predictions now are, are all for Man City. And, um, it, yeah, it sucks. But, like, really, it's still an Arsenal hand. Like, yeah. You, you totally. gotta win these games. You still haven't lost a game since you lost the city. They've they've had this little bit of a wobble, but um, 
I don't know, hopefully this is a little bit more of the wake-up of like, okay, yeah, we need to really stay focused and be ruthless and, and, you know, kill these games before this happens again to us because, you know, you, you, you want to be championship side, but, like, you can't, you can't let West Ham come back. And then, and then even then, it's like, like we've seen City kind of stumble in games before, but then they're able to turn it right back on and just, like, get the goals they need to win. Whereas, like, this game was... West Ham got their two goals, and Arsenal was just couldn't like turn it back on. couldn't Couldn't get anything going. Um, so I don't know. Disappointing end to that, but uh, I, I'm you know it's, it, I'm still I'm still it's still in our hands, right? Like that's that's the the takeaway for me here is like it's it's not over. I've seen a lot of fans saying, "Well, ergo City wins the title." And it's like, come on. You gotta believe a little bit. You gotta hit that believe sign that the owner put up <laughs> in the locker room. <laughs> well, y- y'all got City in what a couple days? Uh, a week? Next, yeah, next, next week on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, it's a midweek. I mean, that's that's the game everyone should be focusing on at this point. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, really, um, you know, if Arsenal go and win the rest of their games, like. They probably should be able to. Um, they can get a draw away at City, and they'll be fine. Like, mm. it's definitely uh, more important to get something from that City game now. Um, but I don't know. I still don't know. I don't know that City's going to go through the rest of the the run in, you know, without their own little wobble. Like, it might be a one game deal. Mm-hmm. But I think Brighton has a big part to play, whether that's against Arsenal or against City. Um, they're just kind of a scary team right now, I think, and could kind of maybe be that deciding game for for each Arsenal and City of uh, how this thing ends up. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Saka missed the penalty. That hurts. I kind of I kind of wish that into existence. <laughs> I won't lie. I won't lie. I I when he stood up when he went up for the PK, I was like, uh, I was like, I kind of need him to miss this for fantasy, but I was like, but I also need Fabianski not to save it, and I was like, oh, best best of both worlds, like this happened, and I was like, sorry, I was like, you'll get another chance, and it didn't happen. I was like, oh, but on the more realistic side, he didn't to me look super confident to take it for whatever reason. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, I like, kind of had that feeling too. Like, um, I don't know. I think all game he he looked a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't know if that's just just wasn't his day, or or if it, he's starting to, to feel a little tired towards the end here. But is there um, anyone else on the team who's taken PKs? Um, I mean, Sokka's been our number one. Jesus has taken, I think, a couple. Um, and then behind him, I guess, would maybe be Odegaard. Um, so do you think next game, if they earn a PK, is Sokka still going to take it? I think probably. Uh, Arteta's kind of been that manager where if things go wrong, like he'll give you the next game to correct it and okay. and get back in action. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I just made some some silly defensive mistakes that 
that hurt. And, you know, to be fair, Saliba's out and uh, Zinchenko is out for this one. So, like, really you're missing, like, 50% of your back line. Two huge um, components, especially Saliba. Yeah. I mean, not having him, which is just crazy to think about, not having a 22-year-old on your team is, like, <laughs> you know, a, a title difference maker. But it's true, like... Yeah, he's been massive in that back line. So, um, I don't know. It, it like one of my critiques, I guess, of Arteta has just been his like unwillingness to use a lot of his subs and uh, rotate the squad. Um, so you have Tierney coming in to play for Zinchenko, but you know he hasn't had a lot of game time this whole season. So right. yeah, he's coming in and. and kind of trying to play that Zinchenko role of, of tucking in a little bit, but it's already not his, his like natural um, way of playing. And then he just hasn't played a lot. So, you know, he's kind of sure doing it in training probably over and over. So he has that mindset at least of how to do it. But then, you know, once you're in the game, it's, it's a little bit different of a beast. Um, I don't know. So it is a bummer, especially that second goal. Cause you know, Bowen's right over Tierney's shoulder, and Tierney just never looks. Had he looked, he you know could have stepped up out there and at least gotten Bowen's way and, and tried mm-hmm. to block the shot or something. It's, it's but a similar setup to how Odegaard kind of got his mm-hmm. his goal in that, where it just the the left side of the pitch didn't really wander that way. Um, yeah, more so Arsenal didn't even look. At least West Ham kind of yeah. looked and was like, "Oh shit!" Like there he is, about to bang it. Um, and yeah, Bowen just. Slapped it in the 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 PK though that was rough by Gabby that was like yeah I mean a little reckless reckless but like I'm really for me I blame Partey on that one because he just he he was right there at the ball he could have just kicked it away or just controlled the ball or made the foul whatever you want to do it and he just kind of stands there and like stands back yeah I've seen people saying there's like a handball from Declan Rice I the angle I saw is inconclusive in my eyes like I can't really tell one way or the other so I wasn't really worried about that but um I mean yeah I don't don't think Big Gabby had to really go to ground I think you could have just continued to push uh Paqueta Paqueta they say it so different they say it every time I know (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you could have kept pushing him out, I think. Um, so, you know, maybe that's just a little bit of of uh, Big Gabby trying to take the, the defensive leadership and, and, you know, adding a little bit of stress because he's next to Holding and not Saliba. Mm-hmm. Not that Holding was, was bad or anything, but, you know, it's just not the partner he's had for almost the whole season. So. Right. A stumble for sure, but like I said, little hiccup. Destiny is is still there, still in Arsenal's hands. They just uh, got to get the focus back, I think, and because the goals are getting scored in these games, you know, still put two past Liverpool, which is already a, a big uh, task for Arsenal. And then here you got two goals right away, super easy. Like this should have been the six nil or something, you know, at, judging off the, how those first two goals went, but. Then everyone just kind of went into cruise control, and <laughs> that was that. I mean, we thought the game was up. When we turned it on, it was like a two in the first, was it like 15 minutes? Yeah, I think it was like at the 10th minute and, and maybe the 12th minute or something like that. Like uh, back to the, back, and they were both just so 
like West Ham did not move. Like. No, they had no idea what was going on. And, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote us a little bit. It was like West Ham is so bad. We're like, yeah, they are. <laughs> like shit, little ahead of yeah, ourselves. Yeah. I think we'll watch our words next time. Yeah, um, that's how it goes. <laughs> but again, just a little bump, not the worst mm-hmm. thing. He didn't lose. He still got the point. That's what really matters at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's like I don't really get into the. the um all the comments on like the post-match threads and stuff mm-hmm. but i go and read through them and stuff and i think people just gotta have a little bit more perspective on it you know it's season's not over yeah it can still happen and really at the end of the day your your main goal for this season was getting back in the champions league everything else has been you know um extra and and yes it would be a a huge disappointment to miss out on the title at this point but you got to remember, you're playing, you're going up against Man City, who's just, they got not only the money to get the best players, but the depth, too. They can just bring in a whole fresh squad of, like, the same quality or just under players. So, it's still a great season at the end of the day. Um, I think it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, that's how it's going to be going forward anyway. Like, City's got it. Man United is probably getting bought by... Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Newcastle already was, you know, it, it's kind of the way that the Premier League is trending, so mm-hmm. I just uh, this might be the, the only chance to, like, really do it but we'll see, I don't know I, I'm, I'm not doom and gloom yet, I'm, I'm still in it yeah, I mean, <laughs> game by be. game <laughs> yeah, only what seven um, left? seven, yeah seven Seven. That number comes up so freaking much with us. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, all right. Let's. Should we talk Brentford and their woes or Bournemouth slapping it to Tottenham? Because we kind of crystal balled that one. <laughs> I think let's go we, there. We kind of did. I, I want the little pick me up that this looks Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so Bournemouth, <laughs> they go down 1 0. Congrats, son, going 101. Goals scored. Uh, they tie it, Bournemouth, then Bournemouth goes up 2-1, and I was like, this is very, uh, this is, I've seen this before, I saw this a couple yeah. months ago when Tottenham <laughs> and Bournemouth played, and that was not long after Bournemouth, um, lost to Liverpool, so I think that's why it's kind of so fresh in my mind, um, Tottenham ties it 2-2, and I'm going, ah, oh, this is happening again, like, this is gonna, yeah. ha- like, Tottenham's gonna do their thing. But then, best name in all of Premier League, Dango Otura. I think I'm saying that. I'm almost there. Otura, Dango. Otura? Yeah, I don't know. Dango. I'm going to call him Dango. Dango comes out of nowhere and scores this magnificent goal. This I've never heard of this guy before. Um, he was on their uh, a, a January transfer pickup. Okay. Well, he saved the day. and <sighs> What a way to do it. I'm so happy it happened, and I'm so happy we remember talking about it because I was, <laughs> I just had that feeling that Bournemouth was going to do something special, and for it to happen at the 95th minute, uh, that's pretty damn cool. So yeah, shoutouts for for Bournemouth for the total redemption. Um, they earned my nomination for team of the week on just the epic comeback. I mean, yeah, that, that's a that's a good shout. They're they're six points above relegation, but. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think that might be enough. I think that might uh, be enough. Probably. Let me 
pull up your table because because yeah, I just want to see who they got coming up too. Um, that's a good point. So yeah, so they go. Or oh. They got West Ham at home. Go away to Southampton. Leeds at home. Chelsea at home. Away to Palace. United at home. Away to Everton. They like, stay. They, they should be. They, they should be clear. They I stay. Think they're they're going to be okay. Um, I mean, yeah, just. You know they're they're in good form right now. They look like they're playing, uh, you know, pretty lively too. It's not, it's not so like uh, downtrodden and and you know accepting their fate of going down or anything. So I think they'll be okay. They'll make it through. Chad, Bournemouth has four wins in their last six. I'm looking at the table just as fast as I can here. I only see mm-hmm. four teams who have more wins than them. Arsenal has four, City with six, mm-hmm. Newcastle with five, uh, Villa with five, and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, oh. they're uh, they're fighting to survive and, and currently winning that fight. So, um, I mean, yeah, and just the added, added bonus of getting revenge over mm. Tottenham is like the cherry on top. So um, good. My my notes that I took for this game was oh, cherries. <laughs> Boom! Another another pun there, Chad. Look at you go, dude. You're on a roll. <laughs> my my first note was uh, Tottenham defending is abysmal, and then my second note was in all caps Tottenham defending is abysmal. Uh, it's it's accurate. <laughs> They're just I I don't I don't know. They they didn't want to defend well this game and. You know, that's uh, also credit to Neto, though, in goal. He made some big saves. Um, I don't know if you caught it at uh, who scored that goal. Um, sorry, let me go back and look. Well, I'll just say this while you're looking. Tottenham's defenders aren't anything special. Like, I mean, no. I'm sorry. Romero is an out-of-control uh, yellow card frenzy-making fiend. Perisic mm-hmm. is not someone who I'm like, you need to defend. Like, that dude's obviously attacking. Eric Dyer, yeah. after watching All or Nothing, I'm like, that dude is kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Pedro Porro is, you know, slightly undersized, new to the squad, maybe mm-hmm. asking a little too much of him. Um, Tottenham, Tottenham's missing their Alderfields. They're mm-hmm. uh, Vertonghen's. They're, they're, there's, yeah. there's not that that dude in their backline. Romero's trying to be that dude, but he can't because he's yeah. picking up a card every other game and, and just being super reckless. You go yeah. down the list yeah. on stats, one clearance for seven players, and that's it. Yeah, they, they just don't really have that leadership back there. Like, you know, um, like Vertonghen was kind of that, that mm-hmm. dude, and, you know, Alderweireld was, was, you know, also had a lot of experience so they kind of clicked well together but it, it kind of reminds me of you know when Virgil came into Liverpool's like he was that dude and he was like controlling that back line that's why they won the championship and, yeah and and they just don't got it you know Romero like he's had moments where he's definitely shown he he deserves to be a defender at the this high level but um, yeah, I think he's just a little too reckless and, and um, I, maybe just gets a little too like involved in the emotional side of it, I guess. Um, so he doesn't, he doesn't keep that clear head and then you get these weird tackles out of nowhere or, mm. you know, a weird decision to, to 
run the ball forward and leave a huge gap in the back and um yeah just just abysmal defending to to let Bournemouth do you like that but I'm here for it um oh me too I I was gonna say um so Dan Juma scores Tottenham's second goal Mm -hmm. um I don't know if you caught it but Richarlson kind of runs in and almost kind of celebrates like right in Neto's face (laughs) does this weird like I don't know if he's like laughing or just like cheering right in his face um just very Richarlson kind of behavior um and then I think in the 92nd minute or something, Richarlison has his header, which, like, he is not challenged for this head- header. He he is – there's guys around him, but no one's directly on him. Heads it wide. And mm. then, you know, a minute or two later, Dango gets his banger in there and, and seals the deal. So it's just, like, that sweet karma of Richarlison. Like, I don't want to be celebration police here, but, like, you were you were going off on Neto over now drawing with 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 Bournemouth like at home <laughs> again points a point celebrate how you want but I think you know you would be expected to have won this game from the outset so absolutely it feels a little uh you know karmic retribution to have him do this miss a, a open header and then whole team loses. <laughs> well, you know, I, all I would say to, to Richarlison is how many goals have you scored in the Premier League this that year? Too. Uh, how many goals uh, versus how much money you're making have you scored? Oh, 60 million for no goals. Oof. It's a bad look. It's a bad look. <laughs> Oof. I'm, I'm, I'm watching I'm watching the highlight now to see when they score. I don't know if they'll show uh yeah, Richarlison. I, I haven't found oh. a, a can- he kind of like runs up and I, I think he's kind of laughing or, or cheering right in front of Neto. It they don't really have a clear view of it that I've found. Yeah, but. Hmm. it was very quick, and then they show him kind of running around the back of the pitch. Yeah. But uh, that guy ha- should not be talking. I'm sorry. I mean, that's it. Like, shouldn't full be. respect to Bournemouth, but you know, Tottenham on paper should be beating you, and mm-hmm. um, you know, to to then be so uh, i don't know provocative in your your celebration at now potentially just drawing the game is is <laughs> a little bit uh, uh much i think but again not trying to be celebration police let the guys celebrate how they want to but karma happens sometimes too <laughs> and who got the last laugh it was dango and bournemouth so dango. you know what it kind of sir it's karma it, it is karma mm-hmm. you're totally right um, well, one abysmal defending to another, uh, in a in a very disappointing way for me. Brentford, oh my lord! <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that team. They just uh, well, they're, they're they lost it. They get so hot, and now they like they're cooling off pretty hard here. But damn, were their goals they let in just horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous defending. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Like those weird deflections and just like serving it up for, I mean, Costa's goal was super weird. Like how lucky is he? Mm-hmm. Which we broke the streak. Diego it's, Costa it's, broke the streak. Wolves can, can go forward now and, uh, and have strikers score. <laughs> and to be fair, like 
he's super lucky he scored that because he hit it, it hit the defender and then it ricocheted like into his shin and then like it was a blast it blasted into the goal no doubt but that was not off his foot or maybe it yeah. was off his foot but it was not like he didn't shoot that he shot it the previous time it was just a ricochet <laughs> effect uh and then the second the second goal was not the same but just worse just served up to a platter i don't know who hit it um um, I, someone served it up to uh, God. Who scored it? It was um, He Chan. Just like they mm-hmm. slid down, but just like slotted it to his feet, and then boop, easy goal. So oh yeah, they didn't credit anyone with an assist for it, but um, yeah, no, no, no. It was, no. It, like, was it was a deflection off a defender. Yeah, um, forget who it was, but I mean that dude just right place, right time, and <laughs> nice little dink into the goal, and, and, and there you go. <laughs> it was so easy. I mean, when Diego Costa's shooting has the most shots on the Wolves, that's a, kind of a problem. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but mm-hmm. just looking at stats and looking to see what Brentford could have done, not a whole lot happened for them, yeah. which is just kind of they've lost three in a row now. I mean, even even then, um, I don't know if you saw it, but um, Wolves probably should have had a penalty in there too. Uh, David Raya comes out and just kind of, kind of takes out the Wolves player, um, like with the with a pretty good hip check. Mm. Was Doesn't he, touch the ball, but was he um, out of his box? In the box. Okay. So um, I think probably should have been a penalty. They they went to the VAR check and called it no penalty, but. Um, I think the only reason maybe not is um, I think it was I forget what Wolves player it was maybe one of their wingers or something um, I don't know whoever it was um, he takes a touch before he gets hit and it, it the ball's going a little bit wide so I think maybe that's where VAR was like well you know ball is, is you kind of kicked it away from you it's kind of out of your possession like I don't know. You still got taken out though by by the opponent's keeper. Like, yeah, I think it was probably a penalty, honestly. But mm. you know, Wolves still still got the two two nil victory, so didn't matter too much for them in the end. But I mean, yeah, Brentford just I don't know. They they were in such good form and winning a lot of the games that you know maybe people wouldn't expect them to, or at least getting a draw out of it and. Now just on some some bad patch of form certainly, and they gotta turn it around here. I mean, I guess they're not they're kind of in that mid table ish area, so like they they yeah. don't really need to do too much. But you know, you at least want to end your season on a high with some some wins, some good performances. I think they will. I mean, I I'd argue this season has already been a win for them. Oh, for um, sure, yeah. You know, they are gonna have a semi tough stretch uh ashton villa chelsea forest liverpool west ham tottenham city so like yeah in my mind for them i don't want to say their season's over but if we're being realistic here if i'm ownership and i'm looking at them i think europe's kind of out of the question so Mm -hmm. i think i'm already maybe starting to tinker for next season just a little bit um you know checking with tony checking to see like what what who's going to be my squad next year. I mean, just being open and realistic because that's where teams kind of need to be. And if you look at the middle of the table, it's a lot of red, a lot of red in the middle, a lot of green up top. And then like 
a more red at the very bottom and like kind of sprinkles a green here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Brentford just has to be realistic with themselves that they've lost three of the last six. Yeah. And well, this might be yeah, the time. It's, yeah. It's, it's kind of like a Fulham where it's like you probably maybe overperformed at the beginning of the season. And now you're kind of leveling out to um, probably still better than you're maybe expected to do, but um you know, still a respectable end position if you're, especially if you stay top ten. You know, uh, for both of those teams, just you're you're you weren't expected to get into Europe, I guess. So mid table's a, a fine enough place to be, and and as long as you stay up, you know, you can continue to build and replace as needed, and mm-hmm. you know, so. Hopefully they turn it around, if only for that final game against City, and they just really give it to them, you know? (laughs) I can't wait for the last day of the season. It's always fun. Um, All right, good segue. Let's let's talk about Fulham, because I think Fulham's mindset this past weekend was, we will not be even with Chelsea anymore. And they said, (laughs) we are going going to win this game. We are going to go above Chelsea. And uh, they did. They they did exactly that. Kind of a weird match. Kind of disappointing in how Everton is all of a sudden like, you know, falling in the same kind of footsteps as Brentford. It's like a super defensive heavy team and all of a sudden like forgetting that that is their, that's their persona. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I had that same feeling. I was just like, those those first handful of games after getting Sean Dyche was like very well organized, very well structured and, and yeah, really defensive and then taking advantage of the counters and stuff. And then now all of a sudden they're just like trying to play toe to toe with teams. And it's like, that's just, that's just not the setup for that works for this team. And um, I don't know. It, it, I get, they need points. They, they kind of need to go and win games, but just, dude, I, I want to say they're going to be safe, but, it's 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 tight. <laughs> they're only what? Are they even? They're they're, they're up even, on right? goal difference. Yeah. yeah, goal difference, which is a good amount. So I think they'll probably be fine there. Um, not the place you want to be. I don't know, man. It's going to be really tight, especially if Forrest is going to get out. I still have a weird feeling Leeds is going to find themselves in that hole. Um. Yeah, I mean, oh, Lester too. That's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think your your cutoff of relegation threatened teams now is is probably Leeds, and above that, I think they're all going to be safe. Yeah. Um, not that West Ham has looked all too great in their their past few games, but like they're getting their their points one way or the other. Um. So I think that that'll that'll do well for them. Whereas, you know, everyone below that, it's it's a lot of red in your your recent matches. So, so so would you argue West Ham is safe? I think West Ham will be safe. Yeah. Okay. So you think it's leads to Southampton? Mm-hmm. I think Southampton's probably for sure. Yeah, I think for sure. Um, I kind of want to say Leicester for sure. <laughs> I don't, Chad, you, you give Leicester one win, 
and say Everton and Forest draw, <laughs> Leicester's not in relegation anymore. It's that it's yeah. that easy. It is that easy, but Leicester just continues to disappoint. But they they have Tillman's back, which I mm-hmm. is huge. I don't think they've won a game since he's been out. Correct me if I'm crazy. I don't think I'm wrong. The last win they had was February 11th. And it was against Tottenham. (laughs) Yeah, it was against Tottenham. 4-1. It's just so funny if you think about it. Um, Let's see. Was he in this game? Yeah, Leicester could make it out just because a lot of their games left are against those those teams down there. Well, I guess like half of them. Um, They got Wolves. They got Leeds. They got Everton. Um, You know, Fulham, Liverpool. Newcastle and West Ham. So they just, I think, got to capitalize on these next three games for yes, sure. Yes. Because um, those are your, your neighbors down there, and you got to take the points off of them and, um, you know, try and get something going, some form. Um, we'll see. I mean, they, they got a goal against City, so that's something, you know? Yeah. I mean, he was wide. <laughs> it was kind of like a. F- fluky little thing but um i i I believe tealman's you know one player doesn't make a club but he can make a big difference the last Mm -hmm. three games they have with tealman's they drew brighton 2-2 they beat ashton villa arguably the hottest team in the premier league 4-2 and then they beat tottenham 4-1 and then they lost nine out of ten yeah because the Tealman's were going down. So, I don't know, man. I think I think, I think with him back, yeah, it, could, I guess it's it could make a difference. If, if Tealman's can come back and, you know, be match ready quickly um, and Madison stays healthy, I think they can make a good push. Don't um, rule him out just yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. Southampton? <laughs> Southampton, I think, is done. <laughs> I don't think there's any shot they come back. And... Lester has Soyun Chu playing now, which you know that dude has a point to make. You know he does. Oh, that's it. I mean, this is his, uh, you know, one, two, three times that he's he's gotten to show what he can do to try and either cement a place for next season or get a move somewhere in the summer, which I think he would probably go for that. But, uh, I mean, they got to... He's he's gotta he's gotta leave honestly like <laughs> third that was his third game. Jeez, <laughs> he has one point. Well, hey, he's positive. So I I want to say with him scoring one point. Yep, this is a true fact. With him scoring one point the other day, or he actually scored. Uh, oh no, he was at zero. He scored one point. Mm. Um, every person who's been selected in our league has now is now in the positives. So, oh, nice. Okay. Um, from the bottom. Oh, wow. This is crazy. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. We got to do a quick, <laughs> quick stat check here. So, we know Soyan Chu has the lowest amount of points scored in our league. Mm-hmm. In our bottom three, there's two others. This is crazy. One plays for Ashton Villa, one plays Man- for Manchester United. The Ashton Villa player played the first two games of the season and then never again. And I don't want to give Diego you any hints. Carlos, right? Correct, Diego Carlos. He got injured, though. He got injured. So. He got injured. Can you name the Man U player? Man U player. Um, do you want to know how many points? No. Okay. 
I I'm I want to say it's Harry Maguire because he started out pretty rough. Chad, I want to say Harry Maguire is a pretty pretty good point score. He has seventy seven point five points. Really? Yep. That would put him middle of the table. More points scored, arguably. Uh, there's some recency bias here, but Harry Maguire has more points than Mason Mount this season. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, okay, then if not Maguire, um, Ronaldo? Maybe? Ronaldo with 18. Uh. Very good, very good. Um, <laughs> yep, Ronaldo. So, kind of fascinating, but there he is. Yeah. Sheesh. Um, well, talking United, should we just jump in? Yeah, yeah, great segue, great job. <laughs> um, Casemiro's back. I'm sorry, Casemiro's back. That is their glue. It, mm-hmm. it like it just showed, and Erickson too. Erickson actually played really, really nice. Um, mm-hmm. lofting a lot of balls, kind of over the top, similar to what Trent was doing, um, for Liverpool today. Anthony got his goal that I don't know. Maybe didn't feel as deserved. Like he was there, he showed up. But like, yeah, yeah. Just the, for me, the way he celebrated was so over the top. For like the type of goal that was scored, you would think like he just did everything by himself there, and you know yeah. he, he just he just slotted it in like anyone else. Like I probably could have done the same. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's good momentum for them, but the goal that was Diego Dalit's goal. That goal was like, whew, that was nice. I yeah, like that. that I like nice. that one a lot. It was a good team goal, you know, a lot of build up and I think uh Dallo kind of like starts that move too and then you know mm-hmm. ends up with the goal. So um yeah, I yeah, I, I think they played well. Um Forrest was really trying. I think they they had a lot of good energy and and were trying to get something together. Um but man, Kaylor Navas just be making save after save for this team and they just keep letting them down <laughs> i know there's only, there's only so much the man can do yeah um, yeah but but man you is now without varane and martinez for the rest of the yeah. season yeah yeah so that could that could be uh a little bit a little bit interesting in, in defense now you know it's mcguire and uh lindelof back there so by force <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's not a choice. It's uh, it, it'll be interesting. I think you know, it, with Martinez back there, he was he was good about stepping out and making the tackles and stuff. And even if he missed it, he was quick enough to kind of get back and at least put some pressure on. Um, these two, I don't think are that. <laughs> so. I think you get past Maguire, you get past Lindelof, you know, or you drag them out a little bit and that hole opens up. I mean, you know, granted you have Casemiro back there to, to help them, but yeah, he, um, he played much deeper um, in mm-hmm. this game. I think solely for that reason, I mean, having Erickson back definitely allows uh, Erickson to be the more attack minded one because when Erickson came in, um, or I'm sorry, when Erickson got injured, him and Casemiro really weren't playing a whole lot together for whatever reason it was. Um, And now, you know, this midfield's kind of buffed up. It's nice having the Bruno, Erickson, uh, Casemiro, and Sabitzer didn't even play this game. So, like, working him Mm -hmm. in two could be kind of interesting. We didn't see Rashford, so I'm assuming... I think he's still injured. Yeah, I'm assuming he's going to be out, I think, another week. Uh, Mm -hmm. But Martial was in, and he... 
you could if, if I'm trying to think the best way to describe this. If you told me that was Rashford, I would have believed you. Marsh being being Martial, mm-hmm. I would I would have believed you. It kind of just looked like the exact same player, especially mm-hmm. since Rashford's cooled off. So yeah, I, I don't know. I I find that position for them to just be so interchangeable. Like you know, Rashford got hot, but it and it looked really nice. And then it just kind of died out and nothing else happened. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird team. It still is to me. Yeah, I I mean, this result was really good for them considering the teams around them, how, how, how their games ended. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's a, I guess, I don't know if I want to say that they're going to end up third yet, but I think they're making a, a good push now, um, especially with the other their midfields kind of refreshed. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll just be that defensive pairing in the back. They'll kind of be the worry now of if they can if they can hang. And I mean, they still got to go play another uh, Europa League game, and um, I don't know if they're in any other competition still. But we'll see. You know. Oh yeah, no, they're in the FA FA Cup. Oh, still in there. Okay. Yeah, they got, so, yeah, they got they, Brian they, next. Yeah, so got a handful of games that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't know. If, if Maguire or Lindelof get injured. Dude, if one of those guys. I don't know. I was just looking at their squad. I don't know who would come you, who'd I, be next in maybe, line. Maybe just move Casemiro back in, into like a center back position. But well, uh, you, you probably move to like some type of three. Three back formation with like Juan Basaka yeah. and Dalit playing on either. I don't know. It's going to get funky. <laughs> it, it really is. But so if you think they're third, mm-hmm. we got Newcastle fourth. Mm-hmm. I want to segue to the hottest team in the league who I think can jump all the way up <laughs> to champions league. If things get a little wild, uh, all the, all oxen freed dude scoring. <laughs> he, he's at 12 goals in his last 13 games. Oof. Cannot be stopped. Stevie G had this team in the bottom three for way too long. All of a sudden, this team is, I don't want to say the best team in England right now, but it sure does look, no one wants to play them. No, they're they're flying right what now. What like, in the hell? They were all over Newcastle. Dude, uh, Newcastle you know, was just shook. shook. Yeah, like, like I, it was the Newcastle of like, past seasons i feel like where they just weren't good and you know villa took advantage of that and uh yeah they're just they're on their climb up and you know three points behind tottenham uh only six points behind newcastle and fourth so i think you got a good good shout definitely a good thing going i don't know what their schedule's looking like but uh let's see Chad, do you know the last time Newcastle gave up three goals? I do not. Man City. Mm, okay. That's quite a while ago. Yeah. They've only allowed <laughs> 24 goals this season. They let in one-eighth of their goals this season in this game. That's crazy. And it was all yeah. because of Ollie. Not all because, but pretty damn close. Two goals, one assist. Yeah. And his assist was I don't know. I like if we had an assist for the week, that would be my one. 
Yeah. The dude got up and just like, you know the thing, what's the, uh, <laughs> what's the, what's the fallback? Like tr- the trust fall. Trust he fall. did like a trust fall <laughs> on the assist and yeah. everything was fine. Um, <laughs> I don't know, dude, that, that dude's on a roll. Uh, it's going to be really tough for him to not get player of the week, at least mm-hmm. from me. I've been wanting to give it to him forever. Um, but he just needed that little extra thing to go along. And I think, I think this is the game that got him over that hump. Um, and I think it'll be the game that Ashton Villa continues to climb. Yeah. I mean, looking ahead at their schedule, um, they got Brentford next, Fulham, which the way those two have been playing, Villa should win. Um, they go away to United, which I, I think, you know, will be a, a tough battle. Um, but could come out a draw, could come out a win there, you know, not necessarily a loss. Who, who, um, who you got, Ollie Watkins or Harry Maguire? <laughs> I think, take Ollie in that, I, in that I, battle. Then I, I think you sway that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they go Wolves. Wolves is the trap game. Trap game, for sure. That's the trap um, game. Then they got, they got Tottenham at home May 13th, so that May 13th game could be a... a a big move, you know. I think it's they a, get him. only a gap right now, so a few more games. It it could be, you know, their level or or still right here, and mm, but we'll see. I mean, they don't have the easiest ending no um, to their season. You know, they finish up with Liverpool and Brighton, but um, I mean, I think it's going to come down to Villa and Brighton fighting for that Europa League spot. Um. I think Tottenham will continue to fall. You don't think Liverpool is going to come up? They could. They definitely could. I mean... Okay, I'll just read you their their next seven. Mm-hmm. Forest, win or lose? Um, How dare we? you? How dare you? It's win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liverpool-West Ham, hopefully a win. Should be a win, yeah. Liverpool-Tottenham, hopefully a win. Should be a win. <laughs> Liverpool Fulham. Please be a win. No that Mitrovic. Feels like the trap game. No Mitrovic. I'm not worried about it. No Mitrovic. Okay. Liverpool Brentford. At this rate, Brentford is shaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the trap game. Liverpool Leicester. I'm sorry. I think that Liverpool is the trap Leicester. game. I think that's mm-hmm. the trap game. Three game. That's the third to last game of the season. Liverpool Villa. That could be the game that decides it. Yeah, and then we finish with Southampton, possibly the easiest like finale we could ever have. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be tight for both those teams. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess Villa, Brighton, Liverpool, I think, are really going to make the push for definitely the Europa League spots. And like, are we just ruling Tottenham four. out? Are we just saying Tottenham's fallen? I think <laughs> We've been so. saying I it mean, all year, and it's just like they're just lingering. They just, yeah, they, they they started well enough to get you know a, a good lead on on um, all the teams, but their performances are just like continue to be pretty lackluster. Oh, I mean, <laughs> look, they they go away to Newcastle next, loss. Got United at home, loss. Go away to uh, Liverpool, loss. Got Palace at home. That's fun. That'll be a fun one. Could be a fun one. They got Villa away. That's a. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then they got Brentford at home, and they finish with uh, away at Leeds. So you Leeds, know, besides, Leeds could fight. 
I mean, yeah. Besides Brentford and Leeds, which you know they they they'll still be fighting, especially Leeds. Um, they got a t- pretty tough run in, and and a lot of games, you know, are, around their neighbors, and um, you know, you just look at at how Tottenham played against Bournemouth and compare it to how <laughs> Villa played against Newcastle, and Villa looks like a clear favorite. Like not even close, dude. Not even close. I I would yeah. put Villa getting in the top four. I could see them passing Newcastle. I really could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all right there. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I think United will be okay. I think as long as they don't have a injury in their in their defense, I think one more they'll they'll probably keep third position locked down. And, and and Ten Hag did say Maguire stepped up verbally in their last couple of games. Um, he was more of the vocal leader on the, the on the pitch and, and, and making uh, quick, decisive decisions on on what needed to be done. So maybe he had an awakening on you know I'm maybe. gonna I'm never gonna play again if I don't do yeah. these these things. And uh, I don't know, maybe they'll stick. But Man United still has a Toughish, toughish finish. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. This is the fun part of the season. Yeah, definitely. This is when this is when you get paid the big bucks and uh, <laughs> you, you got to make moves. So we'll see. Um, I think I think we did them all, Chad. Uh, I mean, the only one we didn't touch was uh, well, Man City versus Leicester. Oh um, yeah, it's just a it's a roll, dude. It's a roll, yeah. Holland. Uh, shame on you, Pep. Shame on you. Because I thought this was the game Holland was going to put up five. I I, I swear, dude. I It was like, these are easy goals. Easy. And then he took them out. So much time left. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm getting a little nervous that Holland's not going to score five this year. Uh, I mean, it's not looking that way, but only because Pep keeps pulling them out. You know? It, and, it's up to Holland. Know, it's it's a, a, yeah, a luxury to have where you're putting these games in a position where you can pull out your star striker um, early on. But I mean, man, you got to just let them, let them cook. Yeah. Let them, let them cook for one game at least and just, you know, blow the doors off of someone. And because the, the, the Bruyne pass to him, which is like, oh God, like every time it's just so yeah. easy. It's so easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It is yeah. kind of funny. We definitely neglect city our city talks because it's just like, what it's is like, talk about, <laughs> it's just straightforward shit, dude. It's like the yeah. ball and he scores two goals. He gets pulled. He'll never win team of the week for us because we said we wouldn't give it to him unless he scores at least three. And we've been like blue balled yeah. four or five times now from him getting his third goal, which is fine. He'll, I, it's going to happen eventually. Um, but this is a week of a lot of braces. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's kind of all I had to say. But that, I mean, John Stones' finish was pretty cool. Yeah, um, goal of the week nomination for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the only other game was the Southampton Crystal Palace game, but oh yeah, as a yeah, nice as a as a did his thing. I mean, we kind of started with Palace, but yeah, I mean, yeah, they rolled them. They did what they had to do. As a was money that dude's been kind of on fire lately um man right uh hodgson dude what what is up with that never would have guessed knew, that yeah who knew that he was 
was what Palace was missing. Dude was basically in like a retirement home <laughs> for the last th- like four or five years. I'm gonna coach. I'm chilling. I'm gonna coach. I'm gonna chill. And he's like, one more time. And now they're like the hottest they've been. God, when's the last time they won three in a row? Oof. I couldn't even know. couldn't even tell you. Yeah. So super interesting team. Like it's just so mediocre and then just not. They haven't yeah, won three I mean, games this three games in a row this season. Yeah, I don't know if it was just Vieira's strategy and tactics are just not it or or or, or what, but um you know, they, they're finding some form now and in a key part of the season to get some distance from the bottom and mm-hmm. stay up. So yeah, yeah. They're, they're cleared. Mm-hmm. Well, um, nomination. Time? I don't know. I think it's nomination time. Nomination time. Let's do it. Um, let's start with, let's go team. Let's go team of the week. Team first. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I definitely have Bournemouth on there because you, you got get it. the comeback, but it's also the revenge kind of game for them. Yep. Um, so I think that was, that was big. Um, I mean, I, I, a little bit like Aston Villa, just because you're taking it to Newcastle for sure. Who have been, you know, haven't let in a lot of goals, like you said. So um, those were the two that like really stood out to me, um, and like a little bit West Ham, but that, I feel a little bit. Uh, mm. I want to be a little bit petty on that one and say no. Um, <laughs> Bournemouth and Ashton Villa, totally agree with you there. I want to shout out Brighton as well, just for the sheer dominance. Again, most shots Chelsea has ever sure, faced yeah. at home, which is that's got to be uh, noted. Um, just they were they they're putting it on Kepa, and then yeah. of course Liverpool six one defeat over Leeds. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you score over, I don't know four goals, we're gonna notice it. So, um, I'm kind of with you between Ashton Villa and Bournemouth. I kind of want to give it to Ashton Villa, though, because they've been super hot and they essentially took down a uh, top four team. But again, Bournemouth got their redemption against a team that did this to them just a few months ago. And, mm-hmm. and Dango came out. So, so here's what I'm going to rule out. We either go why well, no, I'm not ruling out anything. Fuck that. <laughs> we we go we go Villa or we go Bournemouth, and I'm happy with either. But we gotta do one. We can't. I, I feel like we can't split the team. Um. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how. I don't know how we decide it. Because I mean, yeah. I want both. If I if I had a yeah. choice, I want both. But I, I don't think we can do a splitsies. I'm I'm trying to think, you know, context and all that. Um, and in that regard, I'd say probably Bournemouth because it is the comeback and the the revenge game and all that. Um, but um, I'll make this point just maybe to make it easier for us. Would you, regardless of what the name is, would you be more impressed with a 14th ranked team beating a five ranked team or a six ranked team beating a fourth ranked team? I know there's much, I know there's layers. I know there's layers, but of course the 14, the 14 14 on five looks good with a last second 95 minute banger um, Mm -hmm. or a complete dismantling 
from a team who was in rel- <laughs> I'm just I'm giving both sides too strong of a story yeah, here. Yeah. A team just a few months ago who was in the bottom three, all the way up to sixth place, beating a top four team. Whew. You didn't make that. Easy. I didn't make that easier at all. <laughs> I just I might have made it harder. Um. Okay, so just looking back through teams that we have selected before, um, we did give Bournemouth team of the week just a month ago when they, they beat, beat Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, maybe we jumped a little early on that. Um, There's nothing wrong with getting it twice. Nothing, nothing wrong with that wrong. either. Uh, yeah, yeah, has has uh, Villa gotten it from us? Not that I'm seeing. Hmm. So, but, okay, so here's here's where I'm stuck. Both of those great options. But then in, in my player of the week, I also got Ollie Watkins, but also uh, Solanke for his mm. goal and two assists in that game. So, like, I don't know if I want to do one and, and the other or potentially, you know, both get team and player. Um I I would argue Ashton Villa has a chance of getting team of the week again. I would I would agree, yeah. So I I would lean towards Bournemouth just on that. And I just think Bournemouth beating Tottenham in this fashion deserves team of the week. Not saying Villa doesn't deserve it just a little bit more. Um yeah. with that said, I think Ollie Watkins this could be peak performance in terms of stats. I don't mm-hmm. see him getting a hat trick. I, I just, I just don't. I, it could happen. I'm not saying it won't, but in my mind, like this was peak. So if we don't give it to Watkins now, I don't think he could possibly earn it again. But I don't yeah. want to not double up on teams. Like I think, I think if Ashton Villa is the team, we go with the team. If Ollie Watkins is the guy, we go with the guy. But there are other players out there, Chad, who scored yeah. two goals and had assists. So. <laughs> you know, maybe Ollie uh, doesn't win it, but I, I, if I had a vote right now, it's Bournemouth. Yeah, I, I think my my heart is telling me Bournemouth on yeah, this one. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the the better upset, I think. And uh, we all wanted it. Yeah, we all wanted it that feels, to happen, and it feels good to have predicted that, right? Oh, dude, I was so. But <laughs> I went back in the last pod, and I was like, "When did I say this?" And I like skipped around. I was like, "I think it was near the end," and then I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah!" I was so happy. <laughs> It's like, you know, yeah. Chad, you know. That was good. Um, all right, let's move to uh, player, since we've kind of already talked about here. Um, I got four on my list. Uh, okay. Five if we want to include Holland, just because it's Holland and he scored two goals. But, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get there later. Uh, yeah, exactly. Ollie Watkins, two goals, one assist. Eze, two goals. Mosala, two goals. Diego Jata, two goals, one assist. Now, kind of ruling out Sala and Jota. Um, mm-hmm. just because they're playing leads, um, you know, six goals, someone was going to make those goals happen. I do want to say those goals were great. Um, but Eze's goals were awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Crystal Palace really proving me wrong here, kind of shutting me up. <laughs> but again, it's Ollie, dude. I've been wanting yeah. to give it to Ollie for so long. I, I think I'm, I'm, in agreement with it's going to Ollie. Um, the only other one I had on there um, was Trent just for, I mean, he got the mm. two assists. He looks great kind of occupying that midfield position. Like we already talked about, like it, it was just one of those games where you kind of saw the player that he, he is and, and can be, and we haven't seen that too much this season. But that said, I think 
I mean, Ollie Watkins has been on fire, and I think this was, yeah, one of those games where he, you know, really is, if this was the peak, cool, like, it's it's a good peak game to do it in against Newcastle, um, but it, it's one of those where, like, he really showed the potential and uh, skill he has, and I'm down with Ollie. Since Ollie's been subbed in just by Zach, he's been the top point getter. Which makes sense. He's been he's been yeah. banging them left and right, and and Villa's just been on a roll. So, um, seventy eight points by him in the last ten weeks. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. He's cooking. He's, he's cooking. So Ollie in there, and now we got goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got four. Uh, I too have four, <laughs> and they were all pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start with probably my fourth candidate, uh, Jota's second, which was just mm. beautiful. Um, mm. I don't see it winning. Stones's goal, which was just like out yeah. of nowhere, and I was like, he can do that. So I, yeah, just he just looks so cool, calm, collected when he hit that too. Like, like it was nothing. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, this is now a thing that City has, and we all yeah. get to feel terrible about it. Um, I don't expect those two to win, so I'm going to go to my next two. Uh, Dango, obviously, like context, every the goal was great, and then uh, Julio and Cecio with Brighton, just because. Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. The only other one I added to that was uh, Eze's second goal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also pretty far out and a good hit. Um, but I mean. <sighs> think I, I think I'm with Julio on this one. He just he just bangs it and to get the the winner there against Chelsea with that away to Chelsea is like you know just the extra little. Uh, I'm trying to think of a Brighton pun, but nothing came to mind. So <laughs> <laughs> the extra seasoning on that that oh okay that pie. I don't know. <laughs> right. Seasoning seagull. I got you. Yeah, we we got yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Um. No, that was top bins. That was a laser beam. Uh, and, and Keppa honestly made a pretty good attempt at it too. Yeah, uh, it just yeah, it was it was too fast, too fast, too powerful. You know, it's um, this this guy just came out of nowhere too. Like, yeah, who is this guy? He's ne- I I don't know the last. Well, he like scored what a, a week or two ago for Brighton, but before that, I don't know that I've ever seen him on the pitch for them. Like, <laughs> so I I think he has to be the goal of the week with that one. It was just. One of those really just sweet hits from from downtown, you know. I know some just from distance too. But uh, shout out to Dango though. I'm never gonna forget you. I really <laughs> won't. Coolest name in the league, Dango Ontera. Uh, Dango. I hope he does well for the cherries moving forward. But Chad, um, this was a fun week for me. I mean, it's always good when we win six one, so that makes oh, things yeah. a lot easier. But I, this is gonna be a crazy finish. Seven more weeks. Oof. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you know it's it's tight up top, tight at the bottom, and that top four, five, six areas is it's still all up for grabs. Which is you know typically there is that top four is lava kind of game that mm-hmm. goes on, and we are well into that. Like, <laughs> for sure, it's it's going to be interesting. A lot of different points on the table, but you know Chelsea will keep falling, so. We can all rest assured there's some comedy out there still. 
and I'm going to give myself a little little pat on the back here. I'm only 80 points down from first place in fantasy. And I have my whole squad back right now. So I, I'm going to make a strong push for second, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I have the second highest points this week. Uh, thanks to Jose Sa, Odegaard, my boys that are coming out. Uh, but I, I just passed Theo again. Now Theo has some subs. We'll see if he'll he'll oh kind of come boy. back to life. But um, I don't know. It's gonna get it's gonna get interesting near the end, especially with the FA Cup finish too, to see if those guys make any subs. But yeah, we'll we'll figure that out when it happens. But uh, other than that, I think we did it. Yeah. Another uh, another match week down, another episode down. Episode 32 in the books. Uh, with that, I think the hooligans are out. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, hooligans out. Yeah. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.